Uh, no, you're no, not. No, you're not. I'm just swimming in. No, I'm not swimming in. Anything. Swimming in meat. <laughs> just lots and lots of meat. Ew. Um, and all the juices. You know what I made recently that actually had a lot of really tasty juices? Meat juice? No, I made fish. I made fish last night. Uh, I made trout. I grilled it. A grilled trout on the grill, like charcoal grill. Um, and it, like fried the bottom of like the skin. And it actually tasted like really yummy, but then it had a bunch of like tasty... Was it a filet or the full fish? The filet. It was a filet. Why no, would I even ask? Because you and I fish. talked about this last week, didn't we? That Or the week before that we want to cook a full fish, but yeah. we don't know what to do with it. Did you have to scale it? Do you have to take the scale I did scale off? it, yeah. <gasps> Did you use a knife? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Oh I, I apparently there's like an actual scaling knife that you can use, but also you can just use a regular knife. Yeah, and you just go against the scales. It, they fly everywhere, but uh, you can do it. I've done it, uh-huh. and um, I was not. I didn't do it very well. Uh. There are still scales. Hmm. Well, the skin is pretty tough, so like you can kind of go to town on it with a knife and be like, "Bitch, take off your clothes." Oh, oh, <laughs> oh so <Silly> aggressive. <laughs> You can't do that to a fish. Mm. That fish has rights. That fish has a mother and a father and probably daughters and sons. Sometimes they don't even have a father. It's just a mother that's like, yeah, I'm a father now. Fish can change their sexes. Not all fish. Some fish. I would say not more than 10%. Probably less than 10%. No, I think that's higher than that. I'm probably about 59. Um, probably about 69. 69, nice. <laughs> Honestly, that's one of my favorite things to see on Twitter, is whenever someone is just like, oh, blah, 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 like 69% or blah, and then just all the comments are just like, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> nice. I'm like, you guys, the entire internet is just stupid as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I also just love seeing, like, some Twitter people just gang up on stupid shit that people post. Uh, what was it? Um, there was something recently that someone, uh, I don't remember what it was, but it was like talking about like the government being broke or something like that. Cause I mean, that's something relevant. Um, and then like people just like quote tweeting and saying have they tried turning it on and turning it off and turning it back on again or like all sorts of other bullshit or uh it looks like kamala and uh joe are going to start uh, only fans together to make money and like there's a lot of really funny things out in the the world nowadays oh yes i watched some girl today that she was like yes me and my friends burned down the great library of alexandria <laughs> it was me and um uh, <laughs> Oh, what's the girl from the Orange is the New Black? Uh, what's her name? Trans lady. Uh, what's her name? Who? Oh, Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox. Mm-hmm. Me and Laverne Cox. Uh-huh. And she said somebody else who I didn't know. And then she was like, and Sia was there. We didn't ask her to come, but somebody <laughs> mentioned bad bangs and she manifested. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And so I was like, you know, I mean, it's just, we live in a generation now that like, we know that in, we're going to be alive for another 50, 60 years. Uh, and things are only going to be worse from here. So yeah. it's like, why not just make humor out like of our trauma our, and stress? Our gay ancestors mm-hmm. in like the sixties, mm-hmm. you know, before the eighties. Oh, uh, we're like, I was like be- before, like, 
<laughs> Honey, we need to read poetry and, and uh, look at <laughs> things that matter. Mm. We need to think about things that matter. Art and, and life. Culture. <laughs> I'm like... The, the, they, they what about like, if we just did something stupid? <laughs> we just look at dank memes. Dank memes. <laughs> we need to stop saying that. Dank memes is my poetry. So stupid. But honestly, also, yes. Uh, I feel like uh, our gay scholars from the 60s were like, fight for your rights and just like focus so much on like your poetry and blah, blah, blah. And now we're like, I'm just going to waste the ego and do what the fuck I want. I love Rachmaninoff because this, the music, it's just, it, it, it just promotes so many nice emotions in me. And I'm like, Kim Patrick! Yay! Cash is playing! Oh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Yes! <laughs> I feel that. And then I fall on the floor and break my ankle. Have you done that yet? Uh, falling on the floor, you already did, but the break the ankle part. Ankles of steel, mama. Mm-hmm. Ankles mm-hmm. of steel. Yeah, the other day I was running at the gym, uh, and by that I mean we were running outside because oh, whatever. No. Yeah. Oh, no. I do really enjoy running inside. I don't like a treadmill. Do you have the treadmills that have the fans on them yet? Yeah. Oh. I have the bike that has the fan and that is the a stair game changer. that has the fan. Mm-hmm. And I don't think everybody knows about it. It was, I, but I'm full blast. Uh-huh. That's what when I used to go to Orange Theory, they had the treadmills with the fans on it, and I would turn that thing up all the time. And as like, soon as I get on, I'm turning it on. But some some of the treadmills would make a lot of noise when the fans are turned on. So it's like you're running, and it's like, and like it's louder than the actual treadmill. And people next to you like, I don't give a shit. And I'm like, I am. Living the luxury, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sweating. Do you see? So I don't sweating. care. I'm here for an hour, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get my hour, and I'm gonna feel good about it. Okay. I will go to the gym in the winter and ask them to open a window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want it to be frigid. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna get that. Oh, that's like during the winter time. Well, winter here in Texas, <laughs> below fifty. Correct. I do not. I try not to turn the heat on. And I will normally set the AC, quote unquote, at like 65. And then be like, so whenever the heat turns on, I'll be like, ooh, it's cold. Sure <laughs> but then I also use a space heater, like at night. And I'm like, keep me ni- nice and warm. Hello. Oh my God, it's Mamadies. Hello. Oh, what bit me? We have children now, so we're going to have to turn the heat on for them. Oh. <laughs> Imagine being a mother. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're like, I'm freezing. My fingers are blue. Yeah. Ah, no, that's nah. nail polish. I painted your fingers for you. <laughs> your fingertips. Hi, Kim. Hello, Kim. Hello. Okay. Um, what? You said you had a day. Is yeah. that not podcast material? Well, uh, one of the, the... I went to the school uh-huh. to pick up the girls. Uh-huh. And I was like... Well, I never say anything. They just see me, and I'm, I guess I'm the only white guy there, so they're like, oh, that's him. Get him his kids. (laughs) And then, so they never call, they never like, what's your kid's name? Mm -hmm. They all just know. I don't know. There must be something that I'm doing, or it's probably just the fact that I'm white. Yeah. Um, Yep. What? It could be a factor. Just, I don't walk like that up to the school. Traits up to the school. With I his put hands. on my most masculine walk and I do my arms like this. <laughs> I think that might this be a clue. I did. <laughs> but because it knows. fits now. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Anyways. So normal, you know, straight mask straight dad, dad attire. attire. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And a, a, a ball cap. Uh-huh. Ooh. Is it backwards or forwards? It could be either. Ooh. But I bend the, bri- the uh, brim. Okay, make sure that it's not... Okay. It's not flat. Mm-hmm. I don't like the flat one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gross. Gross. Ew. Um, and so I'm waiting there and I'm waiting there and they were like, oh, we called her. <clears throat> we called them. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I don't, I don't see them. So did you go? And they were like, okay, well, I'll go look for them. She comes back and she's like, well, yeah, you didn't see them? Mr. Raina said they already passed. They already passed by on their way out. Immediately. Panic. Mm-hmm. Panic, panic, panic. Like, where did my kids go? And I was like, oh, no, they're not here. Can you go look again? Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'll go look again. They did not pass She's by. sauntering around, helping children onto the bus. Sauntering around. Like, can you, you go inside you and get the kids? And not allow me to, to panic more? Because you've already started this process uh-huh. and it doesn't end until I see them. Mm-hmm. And so then she goes in and she's like, yeah, they weren't in the bathroom and they weren't in the halls. I'm going to go ahead and call up to the office and they'll check the CCTV and, um, and I'll go call on the other side and see if they're there. Oh, boy. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll just stand here and wait in more panic. <laughs> So then she leaves, and she I've been here for like 15 minutes now. Mm-hmm. And then she goes over, or whatever, and some other man that's there, he gets on the talk, walkie-talkie, and he's like, oh, they're on their way. And I was like, I don't see them. I don't yeah. see them. <laughs> and so they had gone to the other side. So she's walking them around, and the teacher comes over, and she, he's like, uh, yeah, I <laughs> don't know what happened, but they're on their way. <laughs> so like, what do you mean you don't know what happened? You well, take them the wrong side? No, they went to the wrong side. Oh. Even though they've been doing this for a couple months now? Mm-hmm. Because mm. some other kid was like, I don't know where the cafeteria is. No, it was Raina was like, my friend. Mm-hmm. I want to hang out with my friend some more. And it's like, uh, no, you you come. <laughs> yeah. We're leaving. You can hang out at school another time. And so that just fucked me up for the mm-hmm. whole rest of the day. Oh, I can imagine. The stress, the anxiety, mama. Because I was like, what do I do? What, yeah. I mean, what, what, what does one do in this situation? And these people are not in any rush to try and find these children. Oh, no, because I'd already gone to the fact that somebody took them out of school without our knowledge. And I was like, they're missing. Uh, who yeah. do I, I have to call the police? <laughs> My mind is just going down all the rungs of the ladder here. How are we going to find them? <laughs> they don't have cell phones. They're not going to be able to find them. i got to do it by, I have pictures. Like, look, where is this child? Yeah. Did you see him at this school? And they're like, what were they wearing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what did we dress them in today? <laughs> they wear the same thing every day. Oh. Was it, oh, the uniforms? Yeah. Uh, what were they wearing? The uniform. Oh. <laughs> Good. The, got I, I got that one. Like a check mark. <laughs> hey, at least he had one of the boxes checked. <laughs> oh, motherhood, you know? It's stressful. That was me sipping wine, but it's not wine. It's a cocktail. But it's not actually clear wine. It's not. It's got a little green tint to it. No, a little bit it green. doesn't. A little green or cloudy. It's green. This is green because you have a lime in it. What about? <laughs> <laughs> if you come, I would have laughed. You spilled it. <laughs> Whoop! No. No. Oh. Do not and... laugh about others' misfortunes, Chris. It's love... not polite. I love comedy. It wasn't comedy. Mm. It would have been a, a tragedy. Mm-mm. Like Shakespearean classic tragedy. And dank memes. <laughs> Stop. Do you think William Shakespeare would have liked memes? 
I think he was a meme. Like, he was the original memester. Because he was basically, he just wrote a bunch of plays that were just like, fuck you guys. I don't give a fuck. What would happen if witches, hear me out, Uh none of them have eyes. Prince comes to visit them, soothsayers. Did you ever read Hamlet? Yes. I only read that part. What? I don't even remember that part. Yeah, there were witches. When? I remember that the, there was apparently a guy hiding in a tapestry that no one noticed and that so they stabbed him. Oh, yes. On accident. The tapestries are notorious for hiding people. But, Look at those curtains. There's 15 people inside of this. Well, I'm, I'm trying to imagine like a flat tapestry on a wall. You don't see like a, you don't see feet standing underneath it? They don't look down. Too much shit on the ground. That's valid. <laughs> just, I feel like people just smelled awful all the oh, time. Oh, I know they did. 100%. But, yeah. People like, smell awful today. And they, from what I assume, most people, most have people take regular showers. showers. Yeah. Well, they should. I don't know if they do. Um, oh, my God. I saw this. Uh, speaking of memes and TikToks, uh, saw a TikTok on the Twitter uh, of this guy that was getting, like, his, his edges, like, cut and stuff like that. And they were, like, razoring. And, like, his skin was, like, coming off. But it wasn't his skin. He was just dirty. It was filth. And I was like... Do straight men not wash? Is it gay to wash? Like, yes. I, I don't... D- yes, it's gay to wash. I don't understand. Well, you know, was it like with a razor razor? Yeah. So your skin can... If you don't exfoliate often, it will come off and it looks like dirt, but it's not. Mm. Okay, then that could have been it. But yeah, they were using like a razor razor and like... those a lot coming off. I'm like, girl, you need to do something. So do you know some people only wash with their hands i only wash with my hands that's the wrong way to do it what do you mean you're not exfoliating you need to use a cloth like exfoliating my entire body yeah oh a cloth a loofah not a scrub I brush always, though i've used a loofah before and i always feel like it doesn't get me clean enough you gotta put you gotta put more soap what kind of loofah uh like the nylon ones yeah the little balls oh yeah no i love those yeah, it doesn't. I just it doesn't. I You're not using enough soap then. It should create a thick lather. But I also don't like using like body like wash. What are you using? A bar soap. You just gotta scrub it on there longer. I mean, I scrub myself with soap. The soap doesn't exfoliate you. It dries me out, honey. You're already dry. <laughs> my humor is not dry. <laughs> no, you look crusty. Oh. No, my face looks really good today. I thought it looked very nice and moist. Oh, I have something for you. Because you are the only person I know that has oilier skin. Mm-hmm. It's a mask. Mm. Like over the... <laughs> COVID times. <laughs> no, it's a bag. Just... Oh. That, that'll be good. Make sure you tie this. There's like a little bow and you tie mm-hmm. it around the neck. Is it a plastic really bag? really tight. Mm. Really, really tight. And then it's good to... Yeah, and then you take long, deep breaths. Why did it inflate? When it when does. Breathed in. <laughs> it gets bigger. <laughs> Where is so much air coming? Oh, it's because I'm hot-headed. Because you're Air-headed? self-aggrandizing. Self-aggrandizing. That's mm-hmm. a great word. That's a great word. $45 word. Mm, I forgot that we were making money off of the words... 
Yeah. That weird fake money. But I mean, it's the we're in the U.S. They just print money whenever they feel like it. I took I took it. I had to take economics in school, and I don't think that's how it works. Mm. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Mm. I don't know. I know it doesn't mean anything. <clears throat> I took economics, and if you took the AP exam, you didn't have to take the final exam. Um, and I got a one on the AP exam. Oh. That's like the worst grade you can get. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. Because our teacher was also terrible. Had no idea what economics was. Not a single clue. It was terrible. Supply is to... Demand. Yeah. Oh, look, I did learn something. But apparently there's all sorts of different levels of supply and demand that can really fuck things up. And I'm like... Do you know what LIFO is? Who? LILO. No. Sir. Terms for... uh merchandising last in first out last in last out we didn't have actually even have like a full government class it was like half the semester was or uh economic class it was half oh was it the same for years yeah um and so government was first and then economics and government i somehow did better even though it was a semester before the ap exams and i still did really terrible i got a two but at least that one i kind of like so what you're saying is is that you're stupid well I mean, yes, but I, I mean, I passed all the other AP exams. Oh, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Except for AP Bio. I also failed that one. And then I went to college for a science degree. Well, an agricultural life sciences degree, you know what I'm saying? Weed? Oh, that, that could be a good use for my genetics degree. I should move to Denver. <laughs> no, do it here. <laughs> oh, okay. Right here in Texas. You got weed all over your shirt right now. Bamboo. Nope. Nope. Those Please. also don't look anything similar to each other. Do you remember the classic uh, vine? Chris, is that a weed? He's holding a crayon. Oh, yeah. You showed it me that one. says, I'm calling the police. 911 in the microwave. Beep, beep, beep. You did show me that one. Only... And I think it's because we talked about that on the uh, podcast already once. And I didn't remember it. And so you showed it to me. Let's go over <clears> it again. No. Okay. A potato flu. That's still my favorite vine. That's not a good one. Yes, it is. You know what's a good one, though? What? Recent Gallipoles. Oh, I bet they probably have a vine about it, right? Well, they show that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger in the highest levels in over a decade. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. A decade. A decade. Ooh, While we are growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can, but what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Big Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Big Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BakeBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using promo code SPOOPY15. SPOOPY15. Baked Bones is LGBTQ-owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. 
Baked Bones probably donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Baked Bones are now available at Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights or at Man Ready Mercantile on South Congress in Austin. Baked Bones. Whoa. Like that. Um, also, you saying uh, getting caught up on the alphabet mafia there was quite com- 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 comedic. Ha! Uh, that's what you fucking Yeah, get. Exactly, honestly. Um, quite comedy, quite comedic. Just uh, making sure we're plugged in. Yeah, because that would be um, hilarious. H- hilar- I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, oh, it reminds me uh did you see the one with Justin Trudeau where he was like, and then the LGDP, L. L-, L- GTD, B, G, G, uh, just G, <laughs> LGBTQ. I think he said two, the number two in there as well. And it's like, what? <laughs> Where did, and then Twitter, of course, just went off and was like, I identify as the LGBT, L, LGDP2. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel that. We love Justin. Mm. Sometimes. When do you not? When do you have an opinion? Oh, uh, tell me about your knowledge of an Canadian opinion politics. On world politics. Okay. Tell me about your knowledge of Canadian politics. No. <laughs> Why? Because I said so. Oh, what is this bite? Get off of my body. Anyways, um, yeah. More about your Canadian politic advice. No. Why not? Because I said so. Do you like Aaron O'Toole better? I don't know who that is. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Uh, oh. No. Um, I went first last week, so it's your turn. Oh. If you want to tell me about something spooby. I don't know if I did this one before, but I don't think so. It's the Sodder family. <laughs> the joke that never gets old. <laughs> Let me tell you about the Sodder family and where they went. Oh my god, what if you, like, what somehow, what if someone just, like, found, because I'm sure there's probably, like, uh, Sodorites. No. Sodomites. I was gonna say like people. Ass fuckers. <laughs> ass, ass fuckers. That are out there searching for the Sodder family. Searching no, for I mean, asses. It's like ripperologists. So I'm sure there's some Sodorites. Sodomites. <laughs> I'm just looking at, at fun fun words. Because I mean ripperologist is already kind of like a. Like a. What the fuck? Ripper. I've met her before. <laughs> I think I know her. Um, I'm gay. Uh, so I'm sure there's someone out there that's like fully looking for the Sodder family still. And I don't know what their title is, but I really like Sodderites. So. Sodomites. N- no, Sodderites. Their, their last name wasn't Sodom. Soldering irons. <laughs> so have I ever told you about the murder in room 1046? Uh, the murder in room 1046. Ooh, that got so scary that I don't know anymore. <laughs> well, tell me if you have. Okay. As we as we venture forward on this. What, do you have a backup journey. plan? Yeah. <laughs> no, you fucking don't. I was interested in, I was listening to a story earlier today that I could go and pull from. Yeah. If I've already done this. Okay. But I would be reading it. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Is Which it... is what I'm doing here, basically. Yeah. But... So what's different? 
Anyways, Mm -hmm. on the 2nd of January, 1935, a man walked into the hotel president and asked for a room several floors above the lobby. lobby. He had no luggage. He signed in as Roland T. Owen, and he stated that he was from Los Angeles. Mm, The big city. The big city. Where Where is this president? Where is this at? President Hotel? What city? I think it's in Los Angeles. I don't, I don't actually know, actually. Oh. It wasn't really in there anywhere. Oh. Let me go to the... <laughs> Pop on over to the Google and see what's going on. Because what if he's, like, from, like, in Los Angeles? He's like, I'm from Los Angeles. Uh, uh, okay, girl. Well, welcome to your home. <laughs> People go to stay in their own town. Yeah, it's a staycation, honey. I mean, that... Yeah, but I... Kansas City, Missouri. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, he paid for one day stay, and he was described as tall and quote husky, uh, a young man with cauliflower ear and a large scar on the back of his head. Hmm. Uh, he was given the room ten forty six. On his way to the room, Owen told the bellboy that he had originally intended to stay in another hotel, but he was put off by the high price of five dollars. Oh. That's expensive. Let me tell you. And they don't even have air conditioning, a phone, and color television. Mm-hmm. I looked up something recently that was like the, uh, when was it, 1940s? The median price of a home was $2,000. And I was like... Bitch. Give me one of those. I, honestly. <laughs> I'll take five. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, all the money in my bank account, let me have five homes, please. Thank you. It's like Monopoly. Mm-hmm. I'll take four hotels. Mm-hmm. That'll like, be $560. Mm-hmm. What if you took your money right now and then like went back to another time period? <clears throat> I'd be rich, honey. Rich. Lots of money. I'd like buy a whole like neighborhood in Houston and be like, come on. Buy River Oaks. Mm-hmm. Buy the River Oaks. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I own River Oaks now. Actually, I'd go for something. You'd probably fuck it up somehow. That's valid. Go for something <clears throat> where the, the, the terrain is nice. Along the bio. A memorial. Memorial. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just buy Buffalo Bayou Park. Buffalo. Buffalo Bayou. <laughs> I was hoping that you just let the spot. You never Bayou. let it happen to me. <laughs> Sometimes. No, I don't. Um, Buffalo Bayou. Buffalo Bayou. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bayou. Buffalo Bayou. Um, yes. So, um, when he got to the room, he took out a comb, a brush, and toothpaste out of his coat pocket mm. and put them on the ba- in the bathroom. How do people know this? The bellboy. Watched him mm-hmm. do this mm-hmm. in the bathroom? Well, you know, Why they were the like, bell the bellboy like... comes in and he's like, hey, here's your light switch. This is a closet. You need an iron. There's one over there. There's a checkout. Here's some towels. Let me open the windows for you. They used to do that. Oh. You've never seen any movies. No, I don't like movies. From before. The before times. The befores. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so they both left the room and the bellboy locked the door and gave the key to Owen. And then Owen left the hotel. So he walked him into his room and then he was like, give deuces. Yeah. Oh. And then you're supposed to like give him a quarter or something. They were a little a hot A whole like quarter? Yeah. Later that same day, the maid went to go clean the room and Owen was inside the room. So we let the maid in and told her to leave the door open because he was expecting a friend in a bit. Um, and she said that all the blinds in the room were drawn and that the uh, lamp was on on the bedside table. She told the police that he seemed nervous, even afraid. 
Um, so the maid's cleaning the room, and Owen puts his coat on and uh, leaves, reminding the maid, don't, don't lock the door. Okay. So the door is just unlocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, at around 4 p.m., the maid returned with some towels, and the door was still unlocked, and it was still dark, but Owen was laying on the bed, fully dressed. Uh, and there was a note on the desk that said, Dawn, I will be back in 15 minutes. Wait. The next time anyone saw Owen was 10.30 the next morning when the maid came in to clean his room. She unlocked the door with a pass key. Um, she could only do that if it was locked from the outside, mm-hmm. not from the inside. Um, and so she went in and she saw him in there sitting in a chair. So he, somebody locked him in the room because mm. it was she was only able to open it. She was able to open it from the outside. Okay. Um, uh, the yeah. So the phone rang when she walked in, and Owen answered it. And after listening for a few minutes, he said, "No, Don, I don't want to eat. I've just had breakfast." And then he started to ask the maid about some of the stuff that she does around the hotel. And then the the maid was like, "Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> I'm out of here." Um, and then that afternoon, the maid came in again with clean towels, and um, she was outside the door, and she heard two men talking inside. So she knocked and explained. She's like, I, I have towels. Mm-hmm. Do you need towels? Um, and then a voice that she didn't recognize as Owen's answered and said that they didn't need any. So she left. Okay. Is it familiar yet? No. Okay, good. So later that day, uh, a woman checked in, and the she was given the room next door. Um, she didn't have a great night because she kept hearing a lot of arguing mm. in the room next door between a one at least one and one one male and one female voice. Mm. Um, they she heard scuffling and she heard gasping sounds, which she she thought was snoring. Um, she didn't call downstairs to have anything checked on. Um, and then Charles Blotcher, the uh, elevator operator, noticed there was an unusual activity that night. He assumed that there was a particularly new easy party going on in uh, 1055. After some, sometime after midnight, he took a woman up to the 10th floor and she was looking for 1006 or 1026. Um, and she was a, a, a sex worker. Mm-hmm. And so she was looking around, <clears throat> looking around. She couldn't find the room, apparently. Um, so she he she calls again for the elevator. And so she asks where where the room is. 1026. Yes. And so then he helps her find it. And then um, a half hour later, she calls him again to take her down to the lobby. And then she went back down to the lobby, found a man, and then brought him up to the ninth floor. And then around 4 a.m., she left the hotel. And then 15 minutes later, the man left the hotel. On the ninth floor. From the ninth floor. The couple was never identified, and it is not known what, if anything, they had to do with Owen in room 1026. But it I was thought he note. was in 1046. 1046, yes. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, that's why I double-checked the 1026. Yes, they were looking for 1026. Okay. He was in 1046. Okay, okay. So it's not known if it's related or not, but it was strange occurrence by the, the elevator operator's... Happenstance. Uh, yeah. 
recollection. Um, so at about 11 o'clock that same night, a city worker named Robert Lane was driving on a downtown street when he saw a man running down the sidewalk. He was puzzled to see that on a winter night because the man was only wearing pants and an undershirt. Okay. Uh, the man waved Lane down thinking he was a taxi driver and he uh, realized he wasn't but asked if he could take him someplace to where he could get a cab. And Lane was like, it's the 40s. Or it's the 30s. Oh, sure, whatever. Oh, yeah, Come on, just get, get hop a, in the back. Hop a, I'm in Missouri. You want a whiskey? They're in Missouri, so maybe like a little more Southern. Do they have Southern no. accents in Missouri? They didn't have Southern accents throughout the 40s. Everyone talked like that. Okay, that makes sense. I'll allow it. That makes sense. Truly. Wasn't until, well, they did that before like the, the 20s. But then from like the 20s to the 40s, everyone had the same accent. Okay. And then when the 40s happened, then in the 50s, they got them back. Okay. Okay. It wasn't, I mean, it was in the papers. Yeah. It's just, everyone talked like this for a second. Yeah. And it's the same words. But then everyone's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, he, he was like talking to the guy. He said, it looks like you, uh, you got hit. And the guy's like, he was, had a, a wound on his arm. Oh. And the guy was like, yeah, I'll kill that bitch tomorrow. Ooh. In the 40s. Uh-huh. When usually you would say, broad. I feel like you could go to jail for that. You ready? Just for <laughs> saying bitch. Then he went to jail. <laughs> then he went to jail. The end. Goodbye. Oh, that was the mystery of 1046. Um, and so then they got to the place where he could call a cab. The man was like, thanks, left the car, hailed a cab. Lane drove away, never knowing about what would happen. Um, at around 7 a.m. the next morning, the president's telephone operator noticed that in the room 1046, the phone was off the hook. So three hours had passed without anyone placing the phone back. And so she sent uh, Randolph Probst up t- to tell whoever was in the room to hang up because... They are running up the, the light bill. I think that there's probably like party lines, so the hotel probably has like 10 lines mm. for people to make phone calls. Otherwise, you have to wait. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So Remember back in the 90s, well, I feel probably before that, if you called anyone outside of your area code, it was a long distance call. Uh-huh. Could you imagine living in Houston and you're trying to call someone from a 281 number to uh, 713? That's a long distance call. You're in Houston. What I always thought was silly is we lived in the States and the rest of my family lives in Canada. Mm-hmm. And the country codes, everything in North America is one, mm-hmm. but you still have to dial the one. Mexico is not one. Canada is, is one. Mm-hmm. Oh. But only certain parts of Mexico. So like if you're on the border of Mexico, you have the same numbers as uh you know, the United States does. But if you're in other parts of Mexico, there's more numbers. So why want. do you need the one? The, um, what do we even need an area code? Why uh, can't I just tell them who I want to call? Uh, Hello? Hello? <laughs> I would like... I mean, I feel like back in the 40s, you could do that. That's what they did, yeah. are like, oh, I'm trying to call so-and-so in... Hi, in... Denton 496. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you could also just get people's addresses. You could call... Or it was in the Yellow Pages, too. Remember Yellow Pages? I remember back in like the early 2000s, they would still get dropped off at my parents' house. And my parents were like, who, why, why do we need this? Who, why, what the... <laughs> what are these things? Because the internet was in full swing at that point. They, they were creating dank memes. That's what all the paper was for. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so he goes up there. The bellboy goes up and is like, hey. Hey. But the do not disturb signs on the door, so he has to leave. Immediately. Mm -hmm. And does he tell them, like, hey? No, just leave. No, he knocks. (sighs) And uh, then he hears a voice saying, come on in. And then he he tries the door, but it's locked. Uh And so then he knocks again, and the voice is like, turn on the light. And then he knocks some more, and then he was like, put the phone back on the hook, and just leaves. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Put the phone back on the hook, answer the fucking door. So he was thinking that the guy was drunk. Oh, okay. Uh, Wait, what time was this? uh, This is all in in the morning. One night? No. Oh, I think he was only there for a night. He stayed longer than a night. Oh. Um, This is so far, this is day... Like three. Three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I was like. I'm counting the nights. I'm like, that's more than one night. It Unless is. somehow all of this was all related. He only paid for one night. He got a great deal. He just kept on staying? Did they not kick him out? Expedia. Dot com. <laughs> um, so then... Another great jingle. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, an hour and a half later, the operator was like, why is this phone still off the hook? Go get this motherfucker. Uh-huh. And so she sent another one up to, to go uh, Solve deal with the, the problem. Issue. Um, so the door was still locked, but he used his key to open it from the outside. Um, and he saw that Owen was laying on the bed naked. Mm-hmm. The telephone had been knocked down and then the phone was on the ground. So the bellpoy put the phone back and just left. He was like, he's drunk. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't, didn't check him at all. And so then shortly before 11 o'clock in the morning, another telephone operator was like, this dumb bitch in 1046's phone is off the hook again. And so they sent an, the... Do you think that the bellboy that first time actually did that? The second time. Sorry. Yes. Because they said it had been... They said it was fixed. Yeah. Okay. And so then they sent the, the first bellboy up again, saw the do not disturb sign still on the door... Knocked, didn't get any response, opened the door, walked inside, and he found Owen still naked but crouched on the floor with his head in his hands, bloody. Blood everywhere. More blood on the walls, in the bathroom. The bellboy was like, ah, and then left. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) too much blood. Found the assistant manager who was like, oh, we call in the police. Because this man was crouched on the floor with blood. I mean, it doesn't seem that strange to me. Well, also, he's three nights, two nights over his one night stay. With no luggage. With no luggage. And so he's wearing the same shit. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> I think they did that in the 40s. Wear a suit for a week. Did they have washing machines? Did they have running water? Uh, did they have water? The 40s was so long ago. Was do there you, water back do then? Do you know that Gen Z's are calling the... Like nine, 80s and 90s, the late 1900s. That's true. It is fucking true, but it also makes me feel goddamn terrible. I was born in the last century. Uh-huh. The last decade mm-hmm. of the century. The you last were, decade of You the were century. born last millennia. I was. I was. I'm very wise. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the officers... Uh, found out about later that there was a, a lot of bad things that happened to Mr. Owen. Oh. 
Um, he had been tied up and stabbed repeatedly. His skull was fractured from several blows to the head. <clears throat> His neck was bruised, suggesting he'd been strangled, and blood was everywhere, of course. The small hotel room was his torture chamber, and when questioned about what happened, he was only semi-conscious, and he said, I fell against the bathtub. It, and that's why you were stabbed. Mm -hmm. The bathtub was real <laughs> mad when I did that. <laughs> and so he grabbed his knife. Uh, <laughs> Gotcha. The only sound they make is water running. <laughs> and besides, that bathtub was Spanish. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I wouldn't expect you to understand. Uh... That bathtub was Spanish. It was. <laughs> Made in oh, Spain. God. Made in Spain. Oh, that was good. Um, I, I did, speaking of bathtubs, I did something masculine today. Painted your nails? No, do you see me? Took the nail polish off. Bit them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Chewed them right off. Um, no, I, uh, I my, my uh, sink has been clogged for a while, and I had tried some like that Drano stuff, and it didn't really work. So this time I was like, I'm going to town on it. So I put like Drano in and then like let it sit there and then I flushed it. And by flushed it, I mean like rinsed it out. And then I put more in once it like semi-drained. And then I like repeated that process like five times today and finally got it clogged, uh, unclogged. Took all that time. I thought that because it had been like that since we moved in. So I figured that the dumbass kids that lived there before probably put something non-degradable in there. Um, Why did but... you just go under the sink and take out the S-Bend? The who? The part of the sink that goes like that. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> oh, okay. So I just didn't do that. Also, there's two sinks in the bathroom. So the, the real question is, why didn't I just use the other sink? That is the real question. <laughs> I was determined. Well, no, that's the lazy question. That's the lazy answer. Mm -hmm. And you were determined. I was determined. Exactly. Good work. So I did it. I'm I'm very... Uh, I'm mask for mask now. Mm -hmm. um, you can hear it in my voice. Girl? Girl? I'm totally mask for mask. Mask for mask. My gym trainer. My gym trainer. Well, of course, I was wearing uh, rainbow shoes and a uh, shirt that said uh, gay fine by me. Um, and your trainer was like, you gay? You gay? No, we uh, started talking like after the workout and I was fucking dying on the floor. I saw that he had an Aggie ring. I was like, oh, are you an Aggie? Like, blah, blah. Conversation was strained, honey. Strained. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, what class? He's like, oh, 12. I'm like, mm. And then, like, time, and he's like, well, what about you? And I'm like, this is awkward. I don't need to bond with straight people. Also, I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but I think I've already found someone who's cheating on <laughs> On their what? On their, their wife or husband or both. Oh, um, good. So that's fun. <clears throat> I'm, like, 80% certain. I'm not, like, totally mm -hmm. certain, so I probably shouldn't be saying anything about it. Or maybe they're together, but, like, they always come in separate cars and they always leave in separate cars. And they, like, don't talk to each other when they're in the gym. But then, like, outside, they're always, like, kissing. And then whenever I come outside, they, like, separate. And I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> I don't like this. I like that. I love it. And I'm like, straight people are fucking wild. Hmm. Hmm. It's fun. 
I've been there for what? Less than a month and I'm already finding things. The tea. I'm going to come mm-hmm. and I'm okay. going to see. And be like, you can just wait outside and be like. It's I'll be sitting <laughs> sitting in the, the parking lot, sipping a, a pumpkin spice latte. Mm-hmm. And then I'll throw it on the ground because I don't actually like coffee. Or whenever you see it happen, you're like. <gasps> <laughs> and then I'll fall over. What happened? And then w- they'll both run over uh-huh. in this scenario. Uh-huh. They'll both run over and they'll be like, are you okay? Uh-huh. And I'll be like, I've just had the greatest shock of my life. What is it? <laughs> Are you asking them what it is? Uh-huh. I, I don't know. What What is it? Something very shocking. Oh, are you... And then I wait. Do you want to get up off the ground now? And I say nothing until they <laughs> tell me. I feel like this is 100% uh, full poop... Full, full poop. Full poop Full, full poop. Full Full poop plan. Foolproof plan. (laughs) Full poop. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna work. Let me know. We'll try. Okay, Okay, we'll try. Well, 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 I'll I'll, like text you. Yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll figure it out. (laughs) Um. So yeah, they go back up to his room. They don't find any clothes there. Still no. No clothes. Well, he didn't bring anything. He had the clothes on his back. They don't even find those. Oh, because he's naked Mm -hmm. and bloody. Yes. Um, they found, uh, they didn't find any of the soap, shampoo, towels, nothing. Nothing's in the hotel room. So they just stole everything from the hotel room. Yeah. Mm. They did find the label from his uh, necktie mm. and some unsmoked cigarettes. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, some fingerprints on the lampshade and a, hair, and a hairpin. Okay. But some of those things could be if the room was not cleaned well. Mm. And they didn't clean well in the 40s. No. They just kind so. of swept underneath the bed. They also probably could smoke the cigarettes in the, the room still. Oh, they 100% could. Yeah. There was no non-smoking room. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so. There, I remember restaurants back in the 90s that we would go to in shirts would be divided smoking and non-smoking. By a glass partition nope, that didn't go to the ceiling. Not even glass partition. It was literally just like, this side of the room is non-smoking. That side of the room is smoking. You're in the same room. It literally is just going to float over here. And, uh, yeah. And now you have emphysema. Probably. Secondhand smoke inhalation. There are some commercials that I hear about asbestos. You should mm, call. Mm, it's a lion group. Call them. Mm-hmm. Call them. Call JG. 877 Catch Now. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Tell uh, me about Owen. So, yeah. he. There was no sign of um, anything that was used to strangle him. Mm-hmm. Um, the hotel employees reported that before he was found, um, they saw a man and a woman leave. The, the couple from that went up there and they were like, where's the party? Mm-hmm. We can't find our room. Where's 1026? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then... Uh, Wait, so the elevator guy didn't let anyone else up or down mm-hmm. for that room? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, so while he was rushed to the hospital, he fell into a coma and he died the same night. Oh, so investigators were quickly realizing that this was not a regular murder. Um, the Los Angeles police found no record of a Roland T. Owen, which was um, what they assumed his name was because he had checked in with that name. But uh, anonymous, an anonymous uh, tipster called in and said that they thought that he lived in Clinton, Missouri. Okay. Um, no. Owen was taken to a funeral home where it was publicly dis- his body was publicly displayed for a hope that somebody could recognize him. Among visitors was Robert Lane, the man who 
picked up the man on the side of the road uh, one night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and that was when he had the wound on his arm. Mm-hmm. He identified him. And he mm-hmm. said, that's the guy mm-hmm. from the night on January 3rd. Um, several bartenders testified seeing a man matching his description with the company of two women. Um, police also discovered that the night before he registered at the President Hotel, a man matching his description had briefly stayed at the Muhlebach. Muhlebach. Mm-hmm. Giving his name as Eugene K. Scott of Los Angeles. Mm. Unsurprisingly, no trace of anyone by that name anywhere. Um, although the it was uh, found out that he did stay in another Kansas City hotel, the St. Regis, um, but with another man. Mm. Um, having no luck tracing him, they, uh, they, <laughs> what did I write? <laughs> yeah, they were having no luck. Okay. Period. Um, <laughs> and that's on period. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Who is the person? Who is he? All excellent questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, so nine days after he died, <coughs> a uh, wrestling promoter named Tony Ber- Bernardi identified the dead man as someone who had visited him several weeks before to sign up for wrestling matches. What the fuck? And he gave his Well, name he had as- cauliflower ear, which means that he had been punched Several times previously. Mm-hmm. He gave his name as Cecil Werner. Mm. So it was all established that none of it made sense. Um, so it, why were there women's voices? Why was there a hairpin? Everybody was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So they were set to bury him mm-hmm. after, I mean, they performed his autopsy, so they knew what he died of. They nothing. They don't really need anything he else bled out. the body. Yeah. And so they um, sent him to go be uh, buried. Um, and before he was buried, he would have been buried in the potter's field, the, the unmarked graves. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody called the funeral home and was like, hey, no, 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 don't bury him. We'll get you some money. Bury him in a nice place. Mm. And it was they, a random person. Yeah. Well, they said that his name was Roland T. Owen. And that the person called was engaged to, um, Owen had been engaged to the caller's sister. Mm. So it would have been his brother-in-law calling and being like, mm-hmm. don't bury him like that. And so um, they were like, Why, what, what do you think happened? And he was like, he just got into a jam. Police don't know what's happening. Click. <laughs> okay. And so then cash arrived, special delivery. And Owen was finally buried in Memorial Park Cemetery. No one attended the funeral other than some detectives, and more money was sent with equal mysteriousness to a local florist to pay for some roses um, and a card that said, Love Forever Louise. Hmm. And so um, that was basically the end of it until 1936, when a woman named Eleanor Ogletree named, uh, learned of the murder in a magazine called the American Weekly. Um, she thought the description matched her missing brother, Artemis. And so the nobody had seen him since 1934 because he said he was going out to see the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so his mother received four or three letters from him, um, for typewritten letters, although they said he didn't know how to type. Which, so he had someone else doing it. I mean, ty- you could do this. Yeah. It would take a while, but... 
Um, so then the last letter said he was sailing for Europe. And then several months later in, uh, no, yeah, she received a phone call from a man named Jordan. And Jordan said that Artemis had saved his life in Egypt and that he had married a uh, wealthy Egyptian woman. <laughs> and so Miss Ogletree was shown a photo of Owen and she said that was her son. She said he was only 17 years old. Oh boy. When he died and that, um, that was definitely him. And so then he was identified, but, um, nobody knows who his killer was. Hmm. Nobody knows who sent the money to Gavin buried. Do you think it was drugs? Do you think he was into drugs? In the thirties? I don't know. No. What, what drugs are there then? You can Marijuana. buy heroin from the, the pharmacist. That's him. Um, what if he was with a woman? Mob is my guess. You think mob? I think it could have been mob. Or like weird dominatrix sex. I was also considering that as well. Uh, but I was thinking more along the lines of that he was gay. And that mm. he was with a woman and then they found out and then things kind of just went to shit. And so then the gay lover was the one who sent the... Because uh, if he if he created the story that he ran away from home, created the story and ran away from home, then it's possible that the person that uh, called or whatever was his boyfriend, lover. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's what my... That's my theory. He's gay. <laughs> gay, gay, gay. Everything I know is about gay stuff. Uh-huh. It's gay. And that's why he's from Los Angeles. He's like, oh, that's where the gays are. I don't th- think that gays were anywhere. Nobody knew about other gays in the 40s, I think you 30s. were just gay back then. People don't care. It wasn't really until like evangelicals came about in the 50s and 60s that it was like, oh, no, gays. I'm pretty sure they would have killed you. Who? Anyone. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anyone. Sis, I think it's probably mob related. Okay. The mob was in Missouri, right? That's what I... Why Missouri. That's where they get all the... Corn. Whiskey. Corn? Whiskey. Corn. Whiskey corn. Corn. Corn whiskey. <laughs> you just chuck the corn into a whiskey glass. Ooh. Mm. Stir it. Mmm. Mm. It looked... Le- <laughs> <coughs> That's what you call the whiskey drink. Um, elotes. Yeah, elotes. Mm-hmm. You've stirred it with a, a corn, corn cob. cob. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you've eaten all the corn off. Someone else has eaten all the corn off. Them. So then <laughs> yeah. you get their, uh, their juice. <laughs> that extra little corn bits mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of fall off. And yeah. then it's just like backwash. Uh-huh. And it's just in your whiskey. <laughs> mm. Savor the flavor. Crunchy. I wonder when that's... No. <laughs> How do you feel about brandy? Have you ever had brandy? Uh, they drink it in my book and it feels glamorous. Is, isn't brandy just whiskey? <laughs> no. It's different somehow. Hold on. Difference between brandy and... Just difference brandy between brandy and whiskey. whiskey. Brandy versus whiskey. What's the difference? Whiskey bon. Brandy is distilled liquor made from fermented fruit juice or wine and whiskey is a distilled liquor made from fermented grain mush. So brandy, in theory, will taste better because it's from fruit juice. No, because uh, then I have to ask a difference. What's the, di- what's the difference between brandy and cognac? Because isn't cognac also that? Cognac is a brandy. Oh. Brandy, cognac is to brandy what champagne is to sparkling wine. 
Cognac's a fancy brandy. Basically. So, Cognac, it's disgusting. Have you ever had Cognac or brandy? No. no it's, it's, I don't, it's like wine that has been, uh, all the, the, the syrupy wine. The, all, no. Well, yeah, syrup, but all the ju the, the fruity parts is gone. It's basically just the alcohol. Because mm. you can light that shit on fire. I'm going to try it. Okay. I'm going to be RuPaul. RuPaul you... orders a Corvassier straight up. I don't know what that means. Oh, that's Corvassier. Uh, 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 bartender, can I get a Corvassier straight up? You, you should that? go to the Eagle Nest. <laughs> hey, do you have Corvassier? <laughs> uh, what? They'd be like, we got gin and whiskey. Do you want Is well? Is one of those? <laughs> No. <laughs> they, like, look up in the thing. It, what, it, uh, it's, like, all spider webs uh, up there. Midori. Like, nobody takes these down. <laughs> Do you, we have grape pucker. My favorite is whenever, like, you're at the bar downstairs at the Eagle, and someone asks for, um, like, a top-shelf liquor, and they're like, <laughs> like, reach from the top. Like, Hennessy. And they, like, pull that down, like, okay. <laughs> I, when we were in Vegas, I ordered a French 75. Oh. But I was like, people must do this all the time. Uh-huh. But I said to the lady, I was like, do you know how to make a French 75? She was like, yeah, of course. Uh-oh. I was like, no, that's not how you're supposed to answer that. You're, you're supposed, supposed to, to say, French 75, coming right up. Coming right up, just for you, And sir. then she slides it down the bottom. Yeah, and, and then, then it just it. spills And then it goes all off the <laughs> counter. <laughs> like, I'm just sorry, I don't a cow. I can't catch things. <laughs> Actually, what would happen? My fingers are marshmallows. She would have slid it down the bar, and you would have been like, "Ah, ah," and like slapped it or something like that on accident. (laughs) (laughs) Drop it on the floor. She's like, "That's a forty dollar drink." Yeah, and uh, when I went my with my brother to Vegas, the the bar that we went to in the hotel, which we stayed at the Bellagio, uh, each like drink this size, uh, not a double, was twenty bucks. Yeah, and like I remember my brother's bar tab being like, I mean. What one hundred eighty dollars? So between the two of us, was not that's not that many drinks. Uh, but I mean, all together, that's a lot. Uh, one of the the people that we were with, his bar tab was seven hundred dollars, and I was like, I don't. And so I was still in college. I'm like, I don't know. Seven hundred dollars is a lot of money to me. Seven hundred dollars is unimaginable for a bar tab, it, especially here in Houston. I'm like. 40 bucks and I'm slush. Mm-hmm. Well, so sometimes we go, we'll go out and I'll have like a hundred dollars or something like that for the entire night. And I'm like, oh my God, I spent a hundred dollars at the bars. But apparently that's a normal thing. I'm like, that's exhausting to me. I, I don't know how people do that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'd rather sit at home. Mm-hmm. Open up a, a, a cheap barefoot wallet. <laughs> Open up a, a MD 2020. I don't know what that is. It's malt liquor. Oh. And pass out on the floor. I just do 40s, tape them around my hands, Edward 40 hands. See, I don't like to do that because sometimes I spill them and then it's a waste. I pour it in a bowl and then I drink the bowl. <laughs> I feel like that would be more <laughs> No. Did you really play Edward 40 hands by pouring no. it in a bowl? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I've never played that game. I played it with, because uh, I don't like beer, uh, we did it for like a spring break one time and I put strawberries but like the the big boys taped them on my hands that was disgusting and so then bud light came out with the their own version of, of seltzers and they have lime flavored and strawberry flavored both of them taste exactly like limeritas and strawberries which is what i drank almost exclusively in college because it was basically like you drink um 
Angry Orchard or you drink these things. Like there was no, or it's Smirnoff ice, which is what you like. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no. That's Alejandro. Sorry. <laughs> I would get a fucking headache. Yeah. He he likes the, the, the Smirnoff ice. Um, and I could not. I drank Smirnoff ice in high school. Uh, I didn't drink in high school. Well, that's a lie. I drank it with my parents. But I didn't drink like. I wasn't one of the cool kids. Anyways, uh, so the strawberries and lime ritas taste like they're lime and strawberry seltzers, and I cannot have them. They're disgusting. Anyways. Wow. Anyways. That's so our podcast. My, my oh. brandy uh-huh. experience. You're excited about it? I am. I'm uh-huh. gonna, I'm, it looks like I need a special glass. I mean, they're like the, the, like the big, yeah, big, the big bottoms, uh-huh. small top, mm-hmm. but not like those. No. And they have like a little stem. You shake it around. I had I had cognac uh, when I uh, there was some guy that came into town when I lived with my parents after college that was like trying to smooth my dad and like, and like oh you should come work for me and he actually does work for him now um, and he was like ordering all these expensive bottles of wine and stuff like that and then he's like well let's finish dinner with a cognac it's not, it, and then I was like what is that and he's like oh it's sweet you'll like it and I'm like uh, it's not. It's not sweet. Oh, it's sweet. You'll like it. Yeah, basically. So he was very gay? No. I just talk like that. Oh, sweet. You'll like it. <laughs> you'll like it. You'll like yes. it. It's so yes, yummy. Bitch. Drink. <laughs> that's exactly right. In front of my father. Yeah, that's very, very, very much like that. Uh, but no, they came to the table and they like poured a little bit in there and like run it, ran it around and then lit it on fire. And then you drank it after it was done. Like, you, you had to drink it while it was on. You blew it out and then drank it. Oh, no. Because it, like, apparently, like, crystallized the sugars in there and made it, like, taste better. I don't know. I feel like that would burn off some of the alcohol. Uh, it did. Uh, but let me tell you, it also burns when you drink it as well. At least for me. Because so it's warm or because it's liquor? No, because of liquor. Okay. It was uh, it's spicy. Hmm. hmm. Maybe I don't want to try it. No, you'll try it. You should try it. You only live once, you know? Just feel like it would be a nice drink to sit in that chair with. Yeah. And then someone tells a joke, and you have and to, I, I'm you, not looking at them, you but have I look to at hold them it I... <laughs> with like the the stem right here in between your fingers, so you can be like, mm, yeah, yes, very fancy. And you hold like the big cigarellos and the, the not cigarellos. What are they? The cigarettes oh on God, the stick. I should take up smoking. Uh huh. Yeah. This could be the the smoking section. This will be the non-smoking section. I'll get a robe. Uh huh. Velvet. Velvet. Red velvet. And then put a scarf here. Uh huh. Start drinking brandy. Uh huh. And start smoking. Yeah. What brand of cigarettes would I smoke? Uh, sh- sugar sweets. What are they called? Swiffer sweets. No. Oh. Misty's. Misty Slims. Super skinny. Uh huh. Super skinny long cigarettes. Mm. I like that. I think it's on brand for you. And then I'll get really into uh. EDM. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. I don't know how it's related. Um, yeah, I'm into that. See, I want to go back to those 60s gays, and then I'll talk about poetry. Yeah. Did you ever watch... There was a movie about, like, 60s gays. It wasn't very funny. It oh, was I don't kinda... think it was supposed to be. Is it all the boys in the band? I don't know. It might be. They're all having, like, a dinner party. Yeah. Yeah, that's that one. And they're all just mean to each other. And, and they, they invite they over that... a straight guy, and then they have to, like... They'll pretend to be gay. Or pretend to be straight. Yeah, yeah, that's the movie. And then it's all just sad and depressing. Yeah. Yeah. And they all get on the phone and they're like, Call your ex. Or the, the, your... the one, yeah, the one that got away. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, I, I was like, oh, this will be a funny movie about the gays. It was not <laughs> funny at all. It was, it was very depressing. 
It was uh, monumentally depressing. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope, nope. You know what I would recommend? The other Brunch two. bitch. Oh, that too. But uh, the other two, that show on HBO Max is fucking hilarious. So... Uh, oh, I think I've seen like screen captures from mm-hmm. moments. The the one the one that everyone knows is I'm gagging for you faggot <laughs> like that one's a, a famous line and he just like oh, oh. <laughs> okay um, that's that's that show and it's actually really funny um, yeah do you have anything to talk about I do but could we pause <laughs> shut up goddamn fucking moron bitch. <laughs> I also saw a meme of a girl screaming that song at her mom. And her mom's just like... <laughs> I feel like that's us, though. No, because none of neither of us would be like... Stop. No, we'd probably be like, yelling at do that. Do it again, yeah. bitch. Yeah, this is like the best song! Work, faggot. <laughs> yes. Work house down boots, hunty slate. Yes, mama. Hi, gay. Spin. Mm-hmm. Death drop. And then never get up because I would die. A literal death drop. I'd... Have you ever had the wind knocked out of you? Yes. I have to. Yeah. It happened more often when I was a child. Now I don't do too many things that uh... would be a wind knocking activity. Correct. Uh huh. We punch you in the chest. I was fearless as a child. I, you remember those jungle gyms that were like you know, the orbs that kind of came out of the ground? I used to climb the top of those and just fall. Fall. Straight fall down. Uh, I'm wow. pretty certain that if I even attempted to climb one of those, I would break every bone in my body somehow. They are a lot smaller. They are because the children they were. The, they probably now, yeah. But uh, as a as a you know eight year old child, you are half the size of a human, so or an adult human. <laughs> uh, and so if you, if you fall from the very top, uh, but I think they also made them smaller because too many children were. Falling through, just breaking their necks. I feel like they were just. You remember merry-go-rounds? Not merry-go-rounds. Um, Teeter totters. No, no, they were merry-go-rounds. Did you spin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a merry-go-round. Yeah. At the place we went uh, last weekend, they had merry-go-rounds, and the kids were like, "Let's get on the merry-go-round." I was like, "Okay," and they were like coming at that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Let's leave." I'm surprised that they have those because uh, most parks. Do not do those anymore because they are a major liability. It was a resort. Oh, they're resort. like we have we have insurance. Oh, we have insurance. Uh huh. They're like mm, kid hmm, falls off, drowning kid. No problem. Not we've my got fault. insurance. <laughs> that we're covered here, baby. <laughs> I love that. Um, I guess we should talk about my topic. Is it opossums? Those are pretty scary. I love them. Ooh. Don't worry about that. It's just because you're... <laughs> <laughs> this chair is giving out on me. Um, I'm actually going to be talking about the Warwick Slasher. Oh my god, that was my other choice. Was it? Yeah. Mm. The hash bringing. The slash slinging. The mass bringing. Mm-hmm. That. Um... I feel like whenever I drink out of this cocktail glass, I have to like make a noise about it and like. Well, you mm. don't. Okay, but well. you seem to keep doing it. Oh. Mm. Mm. Shit, that's fresh. Mouth noises. Uh. 
Anyways, um, that remember, wasn't a mouth noise. No, remember the good old days when they would uh, name serial killers as just like the Golden Bridge Killer. I thought it was Golden State Killer. There's um, both. A BTK. Autumn uh, Slasher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ted Bundy. I don't know his name. <laughs> Theodore <laughs> Bundy. Um, no, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about uh, Craig Price. Uh, actually, his name was Craig Iron Man Price. Um, was he an Iron Man? No. Uh, he Was, was bo- he made of iron? No. He was born on October 11th of 1973 in Warwick, Rhode Island. Um, and lived in Warwick, Rhode Island, uh, Rhode Island, and uh, at the age of 13, on July 27th, 1987, 1987, uh, Prince broke into the home of 20-year-old Rebecca Spencer and stabbed her 58 times, <gasps> killing her. Me. I remember that. Spencer. That's her last name. That's, we're all related. Uh, your first name is related to the last name? hmm That's how me and Diana are connected. Diana Warwick? Dion <laughs> and no Princess Diana oh is her last name Spencer yeah Lady Diana I... Spencer yes you are totally related to the British crown I am <clears throat> you're gonna be on crown season s- seven no whatever season you're on. no I'm just gonna go hang out with the queen hey girl hey like, bitch you ready for up. brunch bitch she'll probably just look at you like with her dead eyes, just like... They're not dead. Her teeth are dead. Yeah. Her rotting eyes. She'll grab her purse and just smack. And her giant overcoat. And just mm-hmm. like, no. I don't think she can move her arms over her head. So she'd just be like... It's like a light bump. But <laughs> that light bump is like a, a Super Smash Brothers move. So it'll send you flying. Yeah. I mean, you have no idea. Um, what? Hey, oh. but... 320 rooms in the palace, honey. Yeah. I don't got to be with her. You don't have to even see her. You could take a poop in one room and then a piss in another one. And those aren't even bathrooms. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, and that's the great hall. No one would find it for days. <laughs> I imagine. What would you do if you lived in a castle? I would yell a lot. I just want... <laughs> I want to run through of your day mm-hmm. in okay. a castle. So I wake up. In my bed that's probably made of hay or something like that. Uh, I didn't say that it had to be <laughs> dark ages. Oh. Well, I'm just making it <laughs> realistic. It could be a chateau. Remember that time that was like, uh, it, I feel like it was probably when we were in college, uh, that they that there was like, the, it, people in Italy were like, we're selling castles for a dollar. Do you remember that? I remember that. I was like, that was a I big thing. I remember which, where, I thought it was like Germany or something. No, it was Italy. And they were like, please come live here. And also make these towns want, make, make people want to stay in these towns. It's like, uh, so we had to make a business and a business for no one because no one lives there, but make people come. For the castle. For, but you get a, a castle for a dollar. So who who's really winning here? Um, Obviously the uh, economy. Yeah. So if I lived in a castle, uh, I would probably uh, wake up have um a giant breakfast spread breakfast uh lots of vegetables uh giant just like tons of meat um probably a turkey leg just for fun um and then i'd i'd put on some armor and say to the hunt 
and then we'd go hunting. But I don't know how to hunt, so I just walk around outside for a while. And um, smelling flowers. Yeah, and... smelling lots of flowers. And uh, I'd probably also start gathering something from outside because I'm like, ooh, science. I need to be the person to discover. You'll be Copernicus. That's stars, but sure. You can gather stars but... with your eyes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, um, how about Galileo? Uh, no. Um, that's also stars, isn't he? Okay, okay. <laughs> Hubble. Why don't you say, like, Mindel? No. That's an actual scientist. He looked at peas. Louis Pasteur. Pasteurizing? Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, God, you're so... <laughs> so um, Could you be a little bit more cultural? Oh, I'd probably also, um, tend to, uh, I'd probably tend to a garden, because I'd probably have a garden. Uh, no, I'd, I'd definitely have a garden in the scenario. Uh, I'd also want to have a cheese shed where I get to, like, actually make cheese. Um, yeah. And then you end the night with brandy. Oh, yes. Lots of wine. There's a, I also... I want to become the kind of person that just has wine decanters in different rooms. That just has, like, wine ready to go all the time. I don't know why. But it's open? It, no. The decanters can have a top. But not all of them do. Not all of them do. Yours do. Yeah, mine would have a, a top, yeah. Because oh, then I can I be like, because whenever I get dramatic, um, if someone comes in and tells me something exa- exasperating, I can be like, oh, and take it off and like pour myself a glass and shaking my hands and like, oh, and then drink it. But it's not wine. Yes, it is. Wine would go bad too quickly. Why? Because it it's goes bad a... when you uncork it. Uh, I mean, I, I guess. It goes sour. It can. If you just drink it slow enough. I've left wine in a decanter for a couple days before and it hasn't ever gone bad. I'm not doing it. Okay, then don't do it. I'm not. What? I'm not talking to you, Google. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, and then I end my night with, uh, with like, charades. 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 Uh, no one lives with me. So I'm doing it to myself. So I don't know who I'm with. Playing with, with the fire. Yeah. Uh, it, it would be a lot. It'd be fun. I enjoy it. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, um, so Rebecca, who was just stabbed 58 times by a 13-year-old, uh, she only lived two houses down from where um, Craig lived, Craig Price. Um, and the murder went unsolved for two years. Until two years later, when as a 15-year-old uh, freshman in high school, he murdered three more people. Uh, on September 1st of 1989, high on LSD and marijuana, which I was like, hmm. uh, Price stabbed 39-year-old Joan Heaton 57 times, her 10-year-old daughter Jennifer 62 times, and crushed the skull of Heaton's 8-year-old daughter Melissa and inflicted 30 stab wounds. The stabbings were so brutal that the handles uh, broke off the knives that he used with the blade staying inside the bodies of the victims. Such a gentle murderer. Yep. Uh, The slashings were so similar to his first known killer that the FBI was called in to profile a serial killer. They were like, uh, yeah, this is something wild. In Warwick, Rhode Island. Uh, So they were like, come on down, because we got something going on here. Uh, So they somehow failed to finger a... I don't think... Well, they shouldn't be fingering anybody. This uh, is a crime. Pay attention, guys. (laughs) 
But that's the wording that I somehow use. They failed to finger a 15-year-old black male as their suspect. Uh, it took an uh, a observant detective who noticed Craig with a big cut on his hand to crack the case. Uh, police had become suspicious after Price lied about the deep gash on his finger. Um, they knew from the crime scene that the killer had cut himself, uh, and a bloody sock print matched Prince's uh, or Price's. Sorry, Price's size 13 feet. Uh, and then they also found knives in his backyard shed. The same knives that he used to murder. Uh, or similar knives, since the ones that he used to murder were stuck in the dead bodies. Oof. Um, oof. Uh, so Price was arrested a month before his 16th birthday and, without persuasion, calmly confessed to the murders and apparently had no remorse when discussing this with law enforcement uh, in a nonchalant, matter-of-fact drawl, he described the night of terror in the Heaton home. He told how he bit Heaton's face as he knifed her, uh, and then he also mimicked the last sounds of the dying girls. Oh. This is apparently on tape, and I was too uh, scared to watch this. Um, so he admitted the motive may have may. He said may. Because uh, he was just speculating, because they were like, what was your motive? And he was like, oh, I don't know, really. Uh, it said, may have been exposure to racism by a, uh, by whites as a young child uh, as a factor in the murders, citing the first time that he went, uh, that he wanted someone to die being, was as a child when a group of white adults shouted racial slurs at him and tried to run him over with their car. Um, so having that incident is, of course, an understanding reason to have anger not a reason to murder people no. um so the brutality of the murders was originally sealed because he was tried and convicted as a minor uh so in by rhode island state law he was convicted as a minor uh, uh sorry since he was convicted as a minor he would be released and his criminal records would be sealed on his 21st 21st birthday so he only had to spend six years in jail uh, and then all of this was just going to disappear, essentially. Um, so Price knew this, and while he was in prison, he kept on flaunting to everyone that he would make history when he was released. And they were like, he's going to write a book. <clears throat> he's he's going to do something great for humanity. Girl. So, Jeffrey Pine, who was the assistant attorney general at the time, is quoted with saying, There was something fundamentally wrong with a system that allowed someone who killed four people to simply go free at the age of 21. Uh, so, Pine and others embarked on a remarkable mission. Um, they would change the system so that, the future young so that future young murderers could be locked up for life. Uh, at the same time, they would do their best to ensure that Price himself would stay behind bars past his... Uh, long past his 21st birthday. So Pine and uh, the and Rhode Island residents created a group called Citizens Opposed to the Release of Craig Price. So they called it CORP. Um, so they lobbied slash lobby. Citizens against the release of... Opposed. Opposed. Citizens opposed to the release of Craig Price. And I guess they took out Craig and it was just like citizens opposed to the release of Price. So citizens opposed release Price Corp. That sounds better than CARP. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> at first I read that and I was like, what acronym are they going to go for? And then I saw CORP and I was like, I don't know. That's a stretch. Um, anyway, so they lobbied slash 
currently lobby for his continued imprisonment due to the brutality of his crimes and the opinion of state psychologists that he was a poor candidate for rehabilitation. They have organized rallies, launched fundraisers, appeared on national news shows and in publications. They went on Larry King Live, Time, Newsweek. Uh, they even hired planes to fly banners in major cities around the country declaring, Killer Craig Price, moving to your city? Question mark? Beware. It's scary. Um, so this case also led to changes in the Rhode Island state law to allow juveniles to be tried as adults. However, these could not be applied retroactively to Price. So they got it, the law changed, but the law was like, oh, moving forward. So Price could still get out in six years, so at 1995, um, when he was 21. So the assistant attorney general at the time, Jeff Pine, wanted more to make sure that they kept Price behind bars. So Pine's chance when he was a chance came when he was elected attorney general in 1992. Uh, he published, uh, I'm sorry, he pushed for legislation to allow judges to consider criminal records in declining whether someone should be committed to a psychiatric hospital. Uh, so known as the Craig Price bill, it passed in 1994. So basically they were like, let's look at past records and then see if we can put them in a hospital and like leave them there. And that's where they're going to stay. Mm. Um, so he flew to the FBI Academy in Quantico uh, to seek the advice of Greg McCrary, who is a national expert on serial killers. McCrary had profiled hundreds of murders, but rarely had he encountered anyone as violent as Price. Since that less than 1% of killers are that frenzied, he told Pine. And so far society has found no way to treat them. So in a detailed report, McCrary described Price as a human predator who showed no empathy or remorse and was highly likely to kill again. And the state psychologists were saying the exact same thing. So people at the actual prison were like, yeah, he's not, nothing, he's, nothing's going to change there. Um, Get to the point where he gets out because he's getting out. I know he is. You're going to be mad? Uh, so nothing in Price's background explained his rage. By all accounts, he was from a stable home where both his parents worked to provide a comfortable life for their children. Uh, there was a Massachusetts psychiatrist who examined Price on behalf of the state, wrote in 1990 that Price was a serial killer who was in a psychotic rage at the time of the murders. He is in dire need of extensive treatment and even then may not be in a position to be safely placed in the community. Uh, so these reports were more tools for the state. Uh, and Pine said, we are looking at everything. So P Pine was basically like, we need to keep him in jail and we need to do it fast. Uh, however, during... Oh, what, what a surprise. <laughs> during his incarceration, uh, Price was his own, was the own, his, the own tool, his own tool for Pine to keep him in jail. Uh, because... Price had been charged with a number of additional crimes while in jail, including criminal contempt for refusing a psychological evaluation, extortion for threatening a corrections officer, assault, and violation of probation for fights while he is in, in prison. He was sentenced to an additional 10 to 25 years, depending on his cooperation and treatment. An officer from the Rhode Island Department of Corrections said Price had been booked twice for fighting... Uh, fighting since leaving the adult correctional institutions in Cranston. Price was denied parole in March of 2009, and his release date was set for May of 2020. In 2004, he was transferred from Rhode Island to Florida to serve his time due to his violent tendencies. 
Uh, in Florida on July 29th of 2009, Craig was involved in a prison fight with another inmate. While trying to break up the fight, one of the corrections officers was stabbed, stabbed in the finger by a handmade shiv in Price's possession. Uh, in the wake of the prison fight, Price has been transferred to another facility. On April 4th of 2017, Price was accused of stabbing fellow inmate Joshua Davis at the Suwannee Correctional Institution in Live Oak, Florida, with a five-inch homemade knife. On January 18th of 2019... Did the person die? I don't know. I did not find any of that information. On January 18th of 2019, he was sentenced to 25 years for that crime. So he keeps causing more issues for himself in prison because he is a psychopath. Mm -hmm. um, and so he just keeps being put in, kept in jail longer. So, yeah. Oh, so I was wrong. You were wrong. He does not get released. We are we are up to twenty nineteen well, well twenty twenty somebody in jail. That's not a reason to clap. He he he. Well, he may not have killed. I don't know that he killed someone, but he definitely stabbed someone. <laughs> um, I'm going to assume that he killed someone because that's why he was probably sentenced. Why he was sentenced twenty five years for that crime. Um, so he was not released in twenty twenty when he was supposed to be because he killed someone or stabbed someone. So he got twenty five more years. So, I don't... I mean, he's not that much older than us. He was born in 1974, so... Uh, 15 years older than us-ish. So... It's in his 40s. Yeah. So, and if he gets 25... He got 25 more years, and if he actually serves all 25, then he's still going to be in his 60s when he gets out. If he doesn't cause more issues for himself, which I think is probably likely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the story of the Warwick Slasher. Um, I, it, I just really like this and by like this one, I mean, I didn't like this one. I just, it was, uh, a factor because I'm always like people be crazy, but now even kids be crazy. Uh, shit, shit's wild. You remember the child of rage? Yes. From, uh, was it last week? Yeah. yeah last last week. week. Yeah. She's like, she I just, just like to punch my baby brother, uh -huh. my toddler brother in the stomach every morning. And she hid knives from her, uh her uh foster parents yeah yeah wild yeah kids kids be crazy they they really do be so that was the worst serial killer in uh rhode island apparently so rhode island's got a got a lot going on there um i also i find it very intriguing that rhode island has multiple cities um because rhode island is the size of houston is it really that small? I believe so. Because remember those, there was that time on Twitter where they were taking Houston and putting it over different, um, like, cities? Mm-hmm. And uh, Houston is, like, larger than the entire state of Rhode Island. A little smaller than Prince Edward Island in Canada. About the same size as the citrus groves in Florida. Mm-hmm. Can you walk across Rhode Island in a day? The average hiker would need just about three to five days to walk across the entire state. See? Can you see it? Sorry. Wait, something's come up, but yes, I see. Oh, sorry. I, re I vaguely see it. Oh. It's like, it's smaller. I mean, it goes up to to the woodlands from Pearland, but that's still pretty much Houston. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't even cross from Baytown to Katy. 
It like stops at Beltway Eight on the uh, Beltway in the West. Isn't that wild? I've been through Rhode Island. Have you? I have. You've I been didn't through stop it, there, though. I've also been to Delaware. Oh. <laughs> I feel like those are states that people don't go to. Ever. Uh, yeah. Ev- ever. Uh, well, I'm. Ooh, I'm proud of you for going to Delaware. Thank you. Um, isn't isn't Joe Biden from Delaware? He was. Mm. He is. Who? Why? What are all these group texts that I'm in now? I don't know. That. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um. Anyways, that's our podcast. We did it. Thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> that's it. Goodbye. Um. The uh, uh, uh. If you like listening to our voices, um, we have another podcast. If you can believe it, um, it is uh, called Our Ruby Podcast. Have you guys ever heard of it? I have. You have? But I'm on it, so okay. I wouldn't take my word. I would it. hope that you've heard of it. Um, yeah, our Ruby podcast. So they 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 like to talk about um, drag. Ruby things. Yeah, Ruby things. Uh, they like to talk about drag um, uh, of all types. Uh, and they are taking a short hiatus right now because we are, been, well, kind of between um, televised drag competitions. And we are waiting for Dragula. We're pretty much on a always on uh, kind of... Uh thing now and uh-huh. we're taking a little bit of a break yeah because we were doing it like only all well we, it originally was just all stars and the regular season and dragula and that gave us enough time where there was like space between things. Time between things and now there's no no time no time between any of the drag stuff we've totally skipped over spain i think mm. there's a winner already the holland already has a winner holland has a winner um which, oof, that was rough last year oh uh, yeah we tried though <laughs> we, we muddled through that one somehow um and then UK is back on again. Uh, Canada is about to start, um, and Dragula is about to start too. So, and I mean that's, and then we'll obviously have RuPaul's Drag Race again, starting at the beginning no, of the year. Like Drag Race Philippines. Oh, is it? Is it? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways, they <laughs> that's do our, that. our Ruby. <laughs> that's our Ruby podcast available at ourrupeepodcast.com. Our Ruby podcast on instagram and you could also send us an email at our movie podcast at gmail.com of course <coughs> uh and then of course like our um our sister podcast our sisters let's talk about gay, gay stuff. stuff let's talk about gay stuff is the premier premier, premier destination for um gay history gay history gay gay gay, gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you're on there. Yeah. I, I, I am on that podcast and I talk about gay stuff. Um, it's kind of fun. It's a good time. It is always a a good good time. time is had by all. We have a, a, we have some wine. We talk about gay history. We kiki, we laugh. And I think they're, um, ramping up towards a new season. A new season. Does that mean they're ahead of us in seasons? They're in season four now? I guess I don't have to do that, but it would make more sense for me to do it. It would, yeah. Anyways, that's Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at letstalkaboutgaystuff.com. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook and Instagram and Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter. You could also send them an email at letstalkaboutgaystuff at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Um, and of course, we'd love to thank our our, our dear, dear sponsor, McContney Works. Our OG sponsor, freelance talent network that helps pair professionals with project work if you're a company that needs help with writing job descriptions conducting marketing analysis 
managing your social media platforms, EconomyWorks has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. EconomyWorks. When we work, the economy works! Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S.com. Did you laugh at me? <laughs> A little bit. Shut the fuck up. Economy works! Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. What a podcast. What a podcast. Uh, I love this. Anyways. Okay, bye. <laughs> Should we tell him to get spoopy with it? <laughs>